What's up, folks? Welcome back to Streamcatchers episode seven. It's your boy, AB. And I'm Jack. How's it going, bud? I was expecting a thing. <laughs> I don't have a thing. Damn, I thought you were going to do a thing. <laughs> no, I, I don't have, yeah, I mean, no notes, no agenda today. We're just kind of feeling out the, the, the weekend, riding the weekend out until Bad Batch. Uh, we're recording this episode on Sunday. We've got an episode of the Bad Batch starting on Tuesday, May the 4th, be with you. And uh, you said it's going to be 70 minutes, right? Yeah, the, the first episode's supposed to be 70 minutes, and then I, from there, I believe they're probably going to be the standard 22, 24-minute episodes. Those 22-minute Clone Wars episodes were really easy to uh, digest and get through. Uh, you know, I burned through Clone Wars in probably a month or two. It was pretty pretty easy to binge that. Yeah, I know. And, and we were, before we hit record, we were talking, uh, you know, expectations-ish of, of Bad Batch and uh, I think we, we figured say let's save it for the pod. So I mean, we I guess we, that's how we can start the the episode. Uh, yeah, the, the podcast. I don't really know what to expect. I'm kind of expecting something of that level, right? Of just really easy to watch. Hopefully, it's good enough to look forward to every week. Uh, we're definitely going to cover it, but um, I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, neither do I. And I I do think that it's going to be better than the majority of Clone Wars, just because Clone Wars was made, you know, mostly by Cartoon Network. And their, um, you know, the expectation of their shows is going to be a little lower than, you know, Disney Plus content. Um, But I mean, we've seen Clone Wars jump from Cartoon Network to Netflix to Disney Plus. And, and, you know, I I would say that the the Disney Plus season is, is the best season, the very last one, the seventh season. Hands down, hands down. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think that that I actually had this conversation with a friend the other day regarding shows that are out now. Um, you know, we, we're talking specifically with Clone Wars. Yeah, that Cartoon Network era. Not only was that a different um, like company that was making that, but it came out at a, at a time where TV was just straight up different. Right. Like, I, I'm currently sort of kind of watching The Sopranos. And think about the Sopranos. I don't know if you've seen it at all. I've never watched it, huh? Yeah, so I haven't either. And so I'm kind of watching it for the first time. And there's probably somebody out there like, what do you mean? You've never seen the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's, the, it's the show that has so much hype to it, right? Everybody you talk to is like, oh, it's the greatest show ever. And so I'm, I'm watching it thinking, well, why isn't this the best show I've ever seen? And my friend Gary, who is watching it, he's, he's, his, his thing is, it came out, it started in 2000. And so an, an episode doesn't really give you a massive cliffhanger, whereas shows nowadays do. Now you watch, let's say, Stranger Things, and the sure. episode finishes, and you're like, I've got, I've got to watch the next episode, right? Mm-hmm. So to bring it back to Clone Wars, it, that came out at such a different time. By the time they got to the seventh season, things were a little bit different. And then you also add on top Disney+. Plus. So I think... I think Bad Bash is going to be a lot closer to season seven of Clone Wars than it entirely, but I also don't think it's going to be Mandalorian level good. I would agree with that. And I think that's interesting what you said about, you know, different, you know, different times having different, you know, expectations and kind of, you know, even episodic structure. Um, Because I, you know, I, for a long time, I regarded Lost as one of my favorite shows on TV. Now that show ran from, 2004 to 2010 mm-hmm. which if you if you watch it today and i you know and i watched it last year all the way through again um you know it, it doesn't hold up uh even to my expectations being a huge fan um and i think that that had i mean obviously when i'm watching it i i kind of put on my 2007 goggles or whatever <laughs> you know to <laughs> to to enjoy it more but it, you know it, it was just a different time and uh, you know to bring that back to to clone wars I think that, um, you know, when it was on Cartoon Network, I don't know that it was, it wasn't, it wasn't really on my radar. Like I knew about it being a Star Wars fan, but I didn't really watch, you know, cartoons in that era. So I, I you know, I, other you were in high like, school when it came out, I think. Yeah. So like other than like Family Guy, American Dad, those kind of, uh, you know, animated shows, I, I wasn't really, you know, I, I of course binged, uh, you know, a, a few different anime in my high school days but you know that show wasn't super on my radar and then when netflix picked it up um i was excited to get into it and then i just never did and i don't know why (laughs) um 
but you know obviously it's it's because of the fan hype around it right i mean it was a really highly regarded show after it was over and so yeah. netflix picked it up for that last season to kind of tie up loose ends kind of finish out their storyline between episodes two and three right. and then you know that's kind of i, I kind of went into season six of clone wars with that in mind and they just totally didn't wrap anything up Not so i'm really all. glad that disney plus did because the the seventh season of clone wars on disney plus is fantastic and i love it yeah it really is and that's really what i'm hoping that the bad batch is is just a, a version of that right because they, they kept the same idea there's three or four episode arcs i think maybe five if they're doing i think that first bad batch arc was about five episodes so if, if they're if they're gonna do that where it's just there's just separate stories chunked in throughout the season um just enough to keep you sort of invested because yeah like the, the the cartoon network era that, that, it was just such a you know, I think each season's like, what, 24 episodes. So it's made to go over a season. So obviously you're going to get filler, which I'm, I'm sure we're not going to get on bad. I can't imagine. Probably not. Random episodes where it's like, that went nowhere. Right? It's just not really in television anymore. It's not. Yeah. And be- because of that reason, because of nowadays we have streaming, you're getting a lot more stuff that's cut out, cutting out the fat and just giving you the main story, which is beautiful it's wonderful there's nothing worse than watching a show from that era you talked about and it's like Mm -hmm. oh good i've got to sit through 30 or 40 minutes of this but yeah um, yeah we'll see with bad batch i I think that um the right people are 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 with it right i think it's the same people that did clone wars so right yeah i I believe they're they're gonna do a really good job and um i i also like the i think the fact that that first episode is going to be 70 minutes it, it shows you that they're putting a lot of thought into it if they're able to create that much content in the first episode and then still have plenty left for a season. I think it gives me hopes that at least it's going to be something to look forward to every week. Yeah, with a, with the starting episode of 70 Minutes, you know that they're they're putting a lot of love and a lot of care into it and they're trying hard. They're not just, you know, phoning it in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, a lot I think it's, you know, we talked about it too before before we hopped on. For for me, I have had a show to watch pretty much since January. WandaVision ran right. through I think there was a week or two between it and Falcon Winter Soldier. That comes in. I've also been watching Invincible with that, which just ended this week. I know you haven't seen that. But, you know, getting right into Bad Batch, which will lead us right into Loki. It's it's going to be nice to at least have – I've I've really grown to love having a show to watch once a week to look forward to. It's been really, really nice. Me too. It's super fun. I, I really enjoy uh, enjoy my content in that way. You know, being excited – being uh, left on a cliffhanger for a week and then seeing how that's, you know, how that resolves yes. uh, the, the following week. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really have that expectation with the bad batch, even if we do get episode arcs, uh, like you talked about the three or four episode story arcs, um, which I, I don't do, do we know that that's what they're doing or is that just something that we're kind of guessing on? You know, honestly, I probably should have been more prepared, but I, I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea what they're, how they're going to do it. I don't even know how many episodes it's supposed to be. I think maybe 14 yeah. is the rumor. Or... I think that's, I, I, I know I've looked it up before, but I've forgotten. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think that with, with the Clone Wars, there was a lot more room to do story arcs because you could follow different characters throughout mm-hmm. the galaxy, whereas this one is the Bad Batch, so they've right. got more centralized characters. So unless they, unless the Bad Batch, you know, splits up or something and then we follow different characters through their own arcs, um, I, I almost want to expect that, you know, it's, it's going to be more of a serial drama. But I, I really don't know what to expect out of an animated show from from Disney Plus that isn't Clone Wars. I mean, that's all right. I've seen. I I also think that there's a good chance that it's going to be um, with a, a bit of more of an eye to the kids. I don't think we're going to get Blue's Clues level entertainment here, but I think that. And I haven't been too in tune with what Disney Plus has been doing outside of the obvious Star Wars and Marvel shows, but most of their sort of original programming so far have been more mature themed, or at least um, with an eye towards people our age or maybe a little bit younger. Uh, the, the kids could still watch and enjoy, similar to, you know, when we were kids, we, we watched the Batman movies or the Star Wars movies. Um, but but th- this show, I feel like, given that it's a Disney Plus show, and Disney Plus is more of a kid-friendly uh, media company, Disney itself yeah. is, 
I think this is going to be a bit more of a kid-friendly show, but I, I do think it'll be like again. I we only, the only thing we have really to compare it to is Clone Wars and Rebels. I think it'll at least be able to be enjoyed by people our age. With the exception of um, maybe Mandalorian, I think that most Star Wars content is palatable by you know kids and adults alike. I feel like there's kind of something for everyone in Star Wars. I agree. I agree. I mean. I remember the first time I watched Star Wars, and I think we kind of wanted to do some some sort of this type of conversation anyway. So this absolutely might be a segue. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched Star Wars was was A New Hope. I don't remember how old I was, but I I do want to say it predates Phantom Menace. That came out in '99, right? I was born in '92. Right. Um, so I mean, I would imagine I was so I, I would have been five going on six when Phantom Menace came out. I was probably four or five when I saw A New Hope for the first time. The only thing I remember about A New Hope was the very beginning when Darth Vader's walking through the hallway and I was scared out of my mind. I don't remember anything else about that the movie and my first viewing of it. And I don't remember when I first saw Empire or Return of the Jedi, uh, but man, it terrified me. Vader was that scary. <laughs> I think, and I, and I was born in 93, so I'm, I'm in the same boat, whereas, you know, my, uh, I don't, I honestly don't remember the first time that I saw Star Wars. Um, I know that my dad showed it to me when I was too young, and I was not, you know, my attention span, I, I could not pay attention through, through an entire movie, you know, so I, I just, I remember the characters, I remember a lot of the lines of dialogue, um, you know, I remember when... Uh, when they announced that they were going to do, you know, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, that is when Star Wars was kind of on my radar. Whereas, like, oh man, I gotta, you know, I gotta watch these older movies so I can, right. you know, I can catch up. And then I, I, I remember seeing Phantom Menace. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think we rented it on video and watched it. Okay. And uh, it, it was fine. It was good. You know, I was whatever six, and. Uh, it wasn't until episode two that I really fell in love with the prequel characters. Yeah. And oddly enough, cause that's, you know, one of the, you know, highly regarded as one of the worst <laughs> star Wars movies, but you know, that's what we had when we were kids. Yep. And that's really what made me cling to the universe was episode two, mm -hmm. you know, and that's when I, when I really, really started burning through the original trilogy and really, really like consuming the story and getting, yeah. you know, falling in love with the characters and the, and the different ships and the different planets and, and all that stuff. Um, and then when episode three came out, I was pumped. I was ready. I was looking forward to episode three for probably some, like I probably since the trailer came out, I don't know what the turnaround on that was probably a year, but I was watching that, that trailer every chance I got. <laughs> Man, it's so funny too, because nowadays we know Marvel has like, 13 movies coming out and, and Star Wars has X movies coming out. And we, we've known, we knew about the MCU and phases two and three and all that, you know, well in advance of them coming out. Whereas when we were kids at, at that time, unless you were really into the internet, which was not what it is now, you had no idea what right. things were coming out. Right. So right. by the time you, you uh, episode two came out in Oh two. Right. And then yeah. you, we just had to wait. We had no mm -hmm. idea when, when three would come out. We, you probably could have assumed, in 05 as it did in a three-year release schedule but it was just kind of like that anticipation right and then of course that trailer hits and it's like oh man yeah it's coming it's coming and then just having to wait especially when you're a kid when you don't really have a frame of time right it's oh, three years man. is forever when you're that that young <laughs> oh, my God. whereas now it's what is it 2021 2018 feels like it was yesterday <laughs> so. yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I can totally see, you know, if I was a teenager or an adult, even, uh, you know, in the in the t in the span between episodes one and two and again between two and three, which three years each, I probably would have gotten into some uh, some EU stuff as well. Some some expanded universe stuff as well. Read some novels and, yeah, you know, because I, I need, you know, I need my content, you know, especially with Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty lucky to be, uh, th I think, this age at this time where we're still like young, but, you know, we can go and enjoy it. And there's all these side shows and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, right. You go back to 85, a couple of years after uh, Jedi came out. That's I mean, I'll tell you how it was the books. And like, yeah, or the or the crappy Ewok <laughs> cartoon or <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say, or the crappy cartoons that they had. There's like four of them yeah. on Disney Plus, I think. 
the dark times. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I think back to, to my, my founding of star Wars love was with Phantom Menace, which like you said, people hate those movies so much. Uh, and, but that was our introduction. And I, I don't remember if I saw Phantom Menace in the theater or not. I, I would assume I did. Um, but man, my mom got me that on VHS too, when it came out and I had all the action figures and I, I know for sure I saw, um, Attack of the Clones in theaters and same thing. I, my, my friend Austin and I, we loved, we loved Attack of the Clones. We probably watched it every time we hung out and it was, mm-hmm. we, we, they'd have that scene with, uh, on Geonosis where they're, they're finding the droids and then the other, the other Jedi come in and save Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and, and we're, we've got like our, our toy lightsabers and we're playing along with them and 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 my god i those are probably the weakest star wars movies i'm not depending on your opinion of the the, the disney ones but um i've really grown an appreciation for episodes one and two as i've gotten older just from a nostalgic standpoint they're not perfect they definitely have their problems and i think they'd be fun to revisit for this podcast too um, i don't disagree at some point we should we should we should do that um, but I do, I really appreciate those because they made me love Star Wars and I don't mm-hmm. think I'd be looking forward to the Bad Batch, the way, you know, I'm not dying to see it, but I'm looking forward to it. I don't think I would if it wasn't for those two movies. Yeah, those, the, yeah, episodes one and two and, and, and three to, to some degree, even a little bit have their, their problems, but mm-hmm. they're, they still have, a, you know, a hell of a lot of Star Wars charm. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, we were young, we were impressionable. It's what we had. And, and it, you know, it made us fall in love with Star Wars. Yeah, same. I know. I remember seeing three in theaters. Oh, my gosh. I was the, the hype for that, the trailers. And I don't know if you you're probably not the same way. I had no idea that Chancellor Palpatine was the Sith, was the emperor. I had no. Oh, idea. really? I had, oh, wow. I don't, looking back, it's like, how is that that stupid? But I had no clue. And when he finally revealed, I was like, what is happening? I was, <laughs> I was 12, 11 years old. Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> was, so uh, was your mom a fan of, of Star Wars? No, no. My, my um, you know, she definitely fed my love for it. You know, she bought me the movies and action figures. And, you know, she took, she took me to three and two in theaters. And I remember I got, I got the original trilogy on VHS tape ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on my 10th birthday. So that was probably my introduction to watching those in full. Uh, but no, she, she did it. My uncle, uh, who is, is not with us, he was a, a huge Star Wars fan. He, um, he had collected all the original toys from the 70s and 80s. Oh, wow. The Darth, the, I don't know if you've seen it. They have the Darth Vader like, container. You put them all in there. And they, mm-hmm. like, the lightsabers, they go in their arms and you shoot them out. Cool. So we have those in storage. Those are coming to me, I think, someday when my grandma passes away. But um, yeah, that that was that was kind of why my family knew Star Wars. My uncle was a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, I really don't know much about the classic toys, but every you know every time I I see one or you know anybody talks about, my ears always perk up because it's really interesting to me because it's kind of a time capsule thing, right? Because yes. people don't people don't really care that much about those kind of toys as a collector's item anymore. And if they do, they're so heavily, heavily marketed and heavily mass produced that they're not worth anything. Right. And that was kind of the allure to the, uh, you know, maybe the more casual fan of star Wars back in the day, you know, you, yeah. you had the toys, even if you were a casual fan, right. You know, when you were a kid, cause they were, they were neat and they were cool and colorful and everybody had them. Yeah, I, I played with them too when I was a kid. I used to play with them all the time and I'd go to my grandparents' house. And yeah, they're not, I mean, as far as toys go, they're not the, the most, they're not the easiest thing to play with. Um, yeah. They don't look that good, but they're still, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm big on not just nostalgia, but history in general. So if I see something, if I see like a, a Coke can from the 50s, I'm like, whoa, that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I don't know why, right? But it's, it's just uh it's just a thing that we don't have now, I think is probably the yeah. appeal to me. And so that's, that's the cool thing for me for those classic toys is, yeah, I, I looked it up on eBay. I think even if you have them in pristine condition and like the whole complete collection, they're still not worth really anything, but it's still a cool thing to have. Yeah. 
old stuff like that is cool. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, I work at a bank and I had a, a $10 bill from 1934. I had to take a picture of it. It was really cool. <laughs> That's yeah, man. If I see, if I see an old, like an old $10 bill or a $5 bill, it's like, Oh, this is, I don't even want to spend this. This is great. Yeah. That's <laughs> neat. <laughs> this know, should be worth more than the denomination much. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, always been a massive star Wars fan and, um, ho- hopefully the bad batch is just another piece to add to that love of that universe. So we kind of, we almost touched on it. I, I, I want to get your, I want to gauge your feelings on the, uh, the Disney era of star Wars movies. What do you think of the, the sequel trilogy as a whole? You know, I think the first time I saw each one, I walked out of the theater thinking, wow, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, people hate these movies. Hate may be a strong word for all three of them. Um, I, I, overall, I, I do like them. I think they're well-made. They're well-acted. I, I do like the cast for the most part. Me um, too. Yeah, I really got behind Daisy Ridley as, uh, as Ray. I really like Finn and Poe Dameron. And... Um, uh, what what can, what else can you say about um, Adam Driver as, as Kylo? I think he was my favorite he, thing that came out of the whole trilogy that we got. Yeah, um, they definitely have their problems. I mean, if you if you look at if you look at um, Episode Seven, what's uh, Force Awakens? Basically, A New Hope with a facelift. It is. Um, it is. Uh, everybody loves to hate the Last Jedi, and it's funny. You know, when I saw it in theaters the opening day, whatever year it was, 2017. I remember the first 30 minutes being like, this is what, what I don't, I don't like what's happening. I'm like, I don't, this isn't Star Wars. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> they had that whole thing with Poe where he was kind of tongue in cheek talking to the, to the uh, first order. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I don't yeah. remember the exact point in the movie, but it, it might've been maybe 45 minutes in. Where I was like, oh, oh, this is good, and then like it just kept getting good, and I, I loved, at the time, the Last Jedi. How, do I think it's aged very well? Not really, and I would say the same with the Rise of Skywalker. Whereas at the time, I was like, this is pretty good. I, I'm enjoying this, and then on a rewatch, I was kind of like, uh, I don't love this as much as I did when I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I, the I, I think the Last Jedi is kind of the weakest of the three. You think so? I think so. It doesn't, um, it's not I, perfect. It's not perfect. I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't hate it. I, I, I you know, I would, I would even say that I liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah. You know, I watched, I've seen it in, you know, I saw it in theaters like three times. I own it. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's a movie that I, I regard highly, but um, I, I think that the way that the internet is nowadays, I think that the haters of these movies were just, crazy crazy outspoken loud vocal about you know their their grievances with this movie yeah or with these movies uh i I guess i should say um and and the last jedi really did take the hit as being the weakest of the three in my opinion i i think that um you know my, my favorite of the three being episode seven um the force awakens while it is pretty much just a playback of you know star wars a new hope um there's so much charm, you know, yeah. and, and Han Solo's character ages in a way that feels right. Yes. You know, it's just everything, everything kind of comes together in that movie where I feel like uh, everything comes together, you know, in seven, but in eight, eight and nine, I don't, I, I still feel a little bit lost. You know what I mean? I feel like they, they tried to do too much with too little, maybe, you know, maybe those movies would benefit from, like a director's cut or something, because I feel like there's a lot left. Like, I feel like Finn and Poe are underutilized characters. I feel like I would have liked to see them on screen a hell of a lot more. Um, you know, not, not to say that, um, you know, and then, and then that's part of the problem is that I loved all of the new characters and I wanted to see them so much that, you know, I feel like they gave so much time to Ray and Kylo Ren and you know they deserved it and and their stories were were great but you know they they built this universe with so many amazing characters and I, I really want more <laughs> yeah especially by the time you get to Rise of Skywalker you don't really get anything of Poe yeah I, I think it one thing that hurts it too is the change in directors when you had yes J.J. Um, Abrams right who did seven and nine but then Ryan Johnson did eight right 
So it's like, it it sort of felt like Abrams set up a story and then Ryan Johnson came in and took it in a weirder direction. And then Abrams came back in and was like, I don't know what you're doing or where you're going with this. (laughs) And so you just kind of got three different movies (laughs) instead of a story, which I think is what we should have had was a legit, like that's, I say what you, you know, the original trilogy it's a, it's a legit story. And there are gaps, obviously, right? There's so much time between each episode. But it's, it's it starts with a, a young farm boy, Luke Skywalker, and it ends up with him becoming the best Jedi in the universe, right? Or the galaxy. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, there was, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to it, right? You see him rise up and become this, this warrior, and you see the fall of the Empire. And I think it ties up everything that it set up pretty well for the most part. Whereas, right. yeah, in, in this new trilogy, it just did, you just didn't feel that. And I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, Carrie Fisher passed away before they could do uh, episode nine. I think that sort of changed some of the story that they were trying to tell, I believe, from what I've seen. I don't know if I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I've heard that they shot a lot of her scenes during seven. So I, I, I think that, and I, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but I've heard that a lot of the story of nine was going to be story in seven, and then they changed things and then it evolved and then they kind of got you know what you what they ended up with with seven and then they kind of they they kind of changed nine to fit her her scenes yeah i i do know that they had to repurpose a lot of older footage where they kind of digitized the way she looked and some of the stuff she said um so yeah i don't really know the whole story there so i shouldn't really opine on it but um yeah i don't i guess they do they do they do fall a little flat I, I will say that if I was a kid, I probably would love love them so much. I don't. I mean, just similar to the way that I love Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, which I, I think the new movies are stronger than those. But I do have more of an affinity for those because I grew up with them. So they, mm-hmm. they have the benefit of nostalgia, whereas these are brand new. We have we've had an entire lifetime loving Star Wars. I just don't. I just think that no matter what they they did, expectations would have been too high. And I think that's that's probably why I liked Seven so much too, is because I I didn't have really any expectations. I went into it thinking, God, I hope this isn't like the prequels. <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't. It was pretty good, right? And so and, and so I think they could have they could have really done anything, and I would I would have loved it because I didn't think it was going to be that good. But um, I don't know that we really needed them. Is I think another big complaint, but they're okay. I think I, I enjoy them. I own them. I will continue to watch them in my Star Wars binges, but they're not they're not perfect by any means. I wonder if they would have been more successful or less successful if they hadn't attached episode numbers to them and then become part of the, you know, um, Skywalker saga. Yeah. If they would have just kind of been their own separate thing, then and then they wouldn't have forced themselves into a corner with three episodes because of the, you know, the trilogy idea. And then right. maybe we could have gotten, you know, a, a series of movies that, you know, evolved into something you know, that that's a little more MCU shaped. Whereas we have no idea how many movies there's going to be. There's no structure for, right. you know, you know, there's nobody to say episode or there's no, there's no one to say that phase four of the MCU has to be this number of movies. You know, right. it's just kind of, they, they do what they want to do. And if something doesn't work, they go in a different direction. And, yeah. you know, I feel like they kind of worked themselves into a corner with episode nine and they, they were, almost unable to <laughs> unable to, to finish off a, a, a trilogy that was you know almost half cooked to begin with right and it's just like we just didn't need it like that that's that story had been told and ended perfectly you know because obviously if you're if you're looking at return of the jedi luke becomes the the, the main guy the jedi are back they the fault the empire has fallen anakin is redeemed and it, it like that was that was all you needed to do. You didn't need to continue on with Han, Leia, and and I'm I'm glad we get to see more of them. Um, mm-hmm. That could I agree. I think that they could have just did standalone movies instead of a trilogy, because then you're then you're just setting people's up their expectations up. Then you name Episode Nine Rise of Skywalker. How can you possibly live up? Yeah, yeah, and, and they 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 almost like tried to ride the success of the original trilogy and, and the, you know, Mark Hamill, uh, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher stuff. Yeah. Just because, you know, that's, that's what everybody wants to see, but it all, I, I, in my opinion, it might've even been more successful if they had not, uh, you know, if they, if they had not said that they were going to be in it and then, 
it wasn't episode seven. If it was just Star Wars, the force awakens, that's all, you know, that's the whole title. And then, uh, you know, maybe had less Han Solo in it, but in a more cameo capacity, you know, people would have lost their minds, you know, it would have been, I don't know, it, it more impactful, I guess, you know, I mean, look at, uh, look at Mandalorian season two. We had no idea we were going to see, you know, Boba Fett. We had no idea we were going to see um, Ahsoka or Luke. Yeah, it's like all of those those characters were, you know, you know, mic drop moments when they take the screen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and it's it's tough because those those characters are so beloved. Han, Leia, Luke, Chewie, 3PO, even R2. Sure. People love those characters. So I think that there was they would have had to have explored them a little bit. Uh, but but again it just it didn't i just feel like it didn't make sense to the empire's fallen but how is the first order this strong like where did it come from and And they look just like stormtroopers and they you know everything's yeah how does that work and maybe we'll i guess maybe we'll get that maybe we'll have some some stories in the shows upcoming or movies maybe unannounced that are that will may or may not come out that'll kind of bridge the gap between the age of the empire and the age of the first order but yeah i I agree that it was a little bit um uh it was a little bizarre yeah it was because it's it's, you know you have so if you watch especially if you watch mandalorian and you see um where, where is it the republic is that what they call it in uh oh let's see the mandalorian takes place after after six yeah i think it's the republic there's the episode where um they're chasing mando or something he's i can't remember exactly but they're tailing him in the x-wings yeah yeah yeah. it seems like they're just like a strong not gonna take any nonsense regime And, and it's like how what did what did you do i mean i guess it makes sense if if you look at the story that they told where um, Luke trained Kylo and he, he, you know, he turns and, and now you have another strong force user that, I don't know, it's, it, it just, it just didn't work for me, I guess, in that, in that capacity. I also didn't really like the Ray is, is a Palpatine story. I didn't feel like that was necessary. It was shocking in the moment. Yeah. I, I, when I look back, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> really? I, you know, I, I'm not crazy about it either. And I'm a huge, huge fan of the emperor. I love him as a character. Um, but I don't think that it was needed. I think that, um, the expectations of Ray being related to somebody in universe, you know, it's like everybody, I was like, oh, it has to be, she has to be a Skywalker. She has to be, you know, a Kenobi. Yeah. It's like, why, why does she have to be there? Like, I I don't know. I I think it would have been better if she was nobody. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I think it would have, I agree. I think it would have been a lot better. And I think, I like I like what you said. I think that if they would have just done standalone movies that didn't have to have a story, similar to Rogue One or whatever, where you just hear the story, you have the, enjoy this movie. That, and that, I think that's why Rogue One worked so well. Was it existed in the universe? It expanded on a story we already were familiar with, but it just kind of gave us a lot more details on it. I would have right. I would have enjoyed that more, especially if they wanted to ride off of the of the nostalgia for for Han and Leia and Chewie and all them. If they would have just did a standalone movie of some whatever they're up to these days i don't know maybe they're chasing yeah, i don't know i don't know if that would have worked i don't know if uh one stand like a han and for for the for the original trilogy characters yeah and just the original trilogy characters a, a spin-off of some kind yeah or maybe or, or maybe they, it can be something that introduces a, a ray type character or something i don't know maybe yeah i don't know i don't know that that would have been I don't know. I don't know. That's why we're not in charge of it, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, we 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 see we see they're doing Obi Wan the show, and everybody's excited, including myself, for that. I, I mean, it, at the time that this came out, they, Disney Plus wasn't around, but you could have did a, a show for Netflix where they they uh, it could have been a show, right? It could, it could have been a Han Leia Chewy show of some kind, or who knows? I don't know. But. Yeah, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you bring up uh kenobi because i i'm i'm trying to keep my expectations low because i i do feel like it's unneeded content i feel like they're trying to capitalize on you know everybody's love of you and mcgregor as obi-wan which i mean i i feel it too i love i love him as obi-wan i do but i just don't know if there's enough uh, enough story to be told you know and, and i hope that they prove me wrong but i i am trying to keep my expectations low 
I think they're going to prove you wrong, man. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what do I have to know, right? I don't, I don't know anything about it. I don't know the story. All I know is he's in it. Uh, Hayden Christensen's going to be in it. Um, the cast looks pretty good from what I've, from, from what I've seen. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I have no problem with them, with them making it, even if it's kind of whatever, even if it's like, you know, barely as good as season one of Mandalorian, even if it's just like, oh, this was kind of, I'm glad they made this. Like, I like Solo. I don't know how you feel about that movie. I enjoy it. If it's like, if it's like it. that, I'll be cool with it. Yeah, I liked Solo quite a bit. I thought it was yeah. a good movie. I don't Unless feel like it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't feel like it was necessary, but I was pleased with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, it, I mean, it also set up uh, more Darth Maul story, right? Or the the opportunity for more Darth Maul story. And I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to that if they ever decide they want to do that. And that's that's another sort of example that you mentioned of a, of an unknown cameo mic drop moment where you just kind of lose. Right. Your oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That Yeah, that's something more that they, maybe that's what they should have done with, with Han, Leia. And, especially Han was only in the one movie. I mean, he, was, he popped up for a second in nine, but. Right. I wonder. Um, I wonder. Uh, sorry, moving backwards a little bit. I wonder what kind of role um, Darth Vader's going to have in Kenobi. I wonder if he's going to be a big character, big villain. Bit, you know, because I feel like if he is a big villain, it almost takes away from you know uh, Obi Wan and Darth Vader meeting in, in in the original Star Wars. You know, it almost feels like they they should have been separated for a long time before they meet. Right. And that's kind of the impression that you get when you see it too. When you watch New Hope, you you feel like, oh, these are two guys that haven't seen each other since that fight on Mustafar. Right. And right. and so if I'm maybe I they'll keep imagine. them separated. What's that? Maybe they'll keep them separated. Maybe they'll have stories of their own and never actually, you know, confront one another. Maybe uh, from what I've seen, I think it's only going to be four episodes too. I think it's supposed to be really short. Really? I think so. Wow, I didn't know that. From what I've seen, it's supposed to be just a quick, limited thing. Okay. Um, I, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong on that. Maybe it's, it could be 30 episodes. I have no idea. But <laughs> <laughs> it could be 32-hour episodes. And I've got, wow, like, yeah, a lot out of that. <laughs> hey, it's more Star Wars content, so I'm here for it. Yeah. But I can't imagine they'd bring Aiden Christensen back just for a quick two-minute scene, though. So I'm sure he's going to have some level of, of appearance in it. Yeah. I'm 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 interested and and cautiously optimistic, trying to keep my expectations low. That's all you could do. As I think, especially with Star Wars, they're so polarizing, and you yeah. caught it perfectly. Most of the fans online, it's I think it's a small section of the fan base that is just very loud. Sure. Uh, I, I always joke nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> which is heartbreaking as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's it is because. Good or bad, if, if it's got that logo attached to it, I'm watching it. I don't care. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's how you got to do anything with Star Wars content is keep your expectations low, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath and, and enjoy, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it feels good to talk about Star Wars, though, since this has pretty much just been a Marvel pod with Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, I agree. Pod. I agree. Um, I think that as, as far as, you know, Star Wars content on the horizon, I think that I'm most excited for either the Boba Fett's show, The mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett, or, um, or Ahsoka. I really, really like Ahsoka, especially after binging Clone Wars. You know, I, I had watched uh, probably half a season of Clone Wars a long time ago, uh, and I really didn't care for Ahsoka. And, you know, everybody mm-hmm. told me, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 she gets better. It's like, no, time. They, were, uh, they were 100% right. She is probably my favorite character in that show. And uh, I, I loved her, you know, I loved Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka in her, you know, her one episode appearance in, um, in Mandalorian season two. And uh, I can't wait to see her show. I am very excited for Ahsoka. I agree. I think I think that's the general consensus is everyone's like, this is an early crappy character. Early on when you're introduced <laughs> to her. And then over time it's like, God dang, she's she's good. And I would I would say she's probably one of my top three Jedi, to be honest, in the entire in the entire um, universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I, I am very excited for her show. I don't know what, really what to expect. I really wish you had seen Rebels because I, I do have some ideas, but we'll save that for another day. Um, but I, I, I love, I love the casting. Rosario Dawson's awesome. Um, she, and she, she, I mean, as soon as she pops up on screen as Ahsoka, it's like, oh yeah, 
you you know this character well. You, she's been she's been campaigning the player for years. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those just perfect castings. So I, I'm really really looking forward to that um, quite a bit. Looking forward to Obi Wan a lot. Uh, Book of Boba Fett and and I uh, you know when when Mando season one ended, I was like, this is a good show. I don't love it, but it's it's good. Season two made me fall in love with Mandalorian. So Ooh, I, interesting. I can't wait for season three of Mandalorian. See, I was, uh, I would say the episodes one through, were there six or eight in season one? I think there were, were there eight? Eight. So, okay. So episodes one through seven of Mando season one, I was, I was into it. It was good Star Wars content. You know, I like, um, I like the casting, um, you know, and everything. Um, I was on board and then, Episode eight really, really, really made me feel the hype. I was, I was all into it. The, you know, with the the, the appearance of the dark saber, yeah. of uh, you know some some empire ships. I was, I was ready. I was ready for season two. I was, I was into it. Yeah, man. I think for me, we've talked about this too. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the pod itself or, or just sort of off off screen. Um, for Mandalorian, what was I? I think I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I completely lost it. Oh my god! We were talking. We, no, that's okay. That, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the vibe that I'm feeling for for this episode with no real uh, no real direction. We were. I had a place <laughs> I was going, and I just, it just like, I was middle of it, and it's gone now. What was I saying? So we, we were talking about uh, how I was super into the appearance of the dark season one. Uh, how you know it was that that finale that pulled me into it it got really excited for season two and then you said you were excited for obi-wan and well i, I mean I, I i've been following along with the conversation i i just i what i was about to say it's gone but i said basically <laughs> you know mandalorian it was one of those things where every week it was this is just a good episode i'm just i'm enjoying this i i yeah. i, I, I like that um you know the beginning of the first episode you don't really know anything about it he finds Grogu. We didn't know that was his name at the time, and it felt like okay, he's this is this is what the show is. And every week it was just kind of the adventures of Mando and Baby Yoda. And then mm-hmm. yeah, by the time they wrapped it up, and you've got Giancarlo Esposito coming in as Moff Gideon, and he's got the, the dark saber, and Mando's got his jetpack now. And it was I think that it was like just good content, good Star Wars content. Um, but something about season two, where whether it was adding in uh, Bo-Katan and the Ahsoka shot and adding Boba Fett and all the other things that they're doing, um, that episode they brought Bill Burr's character back was great. It was just a really good show, I felt. I thought it was just, they just took it to another level in season two. And then the way they ended right. it was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, both, both seasons do a really good job of Mando kind of making a ragtag group of of people across the galaxy come together for a common good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you know, in my opinion, season two's ragtag group's a little more interesting with Bo-Katan and, and, uh, and, you know, Bill Burr's character was really cool. I can never remember his name. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Boba Fett, how cool is that with, you know, in, in original armor too, original armor, Boba Fett and slave one. And they, they did a really good job with all that. Especially the first time you see him fight. You're like, oh, they yeah. are around. <laughs> well, I think it was kind of the the redemption that Boba Fett deserved because he was such a beloved character because he looked so cool back in the day. But you know, I mean, if you if you really pay attention to only his scenes when you're watching the original trilogy, he doesn't really do anything. He's got cool armor, he's got cool gadgets, but he kind of gets his ass kicked at every turn and doesn't really, you know, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He probably has 20 minutes of movie between the two movies he was in. And yeah. Yeah. It's so, and and we've talked about it that the cartoon and the action figures probably where his popularity came. And then, of course, they had several books of Boba Fett. Uh, But I never quite understood why people loved him so much, just because I was only going off of his appearances in the movies. And it's like, I think Django might have even been cooler than this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it, I think that was probably something that was a big toy thing, right? Because he was probably the coolest toy. Yeah, at a time where that's really all you had was, I mean, they yeah. didn't have video games back then, really. So, yeah, toys were a much bigger deal back in the day. So yeah, I think that uh, the way that they reintroduced Boba Fett with you know with the scarred up face and then you know new 
you know, w- you know, when he when he first hit the screen, he didn't have his army, he didn't have his gadgets. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a Mandalorian. He, he right. just had this big stick that he kicked ass with. <laughs> Um, you know, I think it was really cool that they didn't dive into, uh, you know, um, how he survived the Sarlacc pit or anything, but, you know, kind of, you know, gives him a little bit of mystery, which makes him that much cooler. I wonder if they'll explore that and book about with that. If they do, I hope it's not in flashbacks. I hope it's in dialogue. I hope it's in really like ominous, like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I have an example, but, you know, I hope it's you know almost in the in the way that like someone would ask him and then he would give like a a half-assed answer that makes them more scared of him or something like that. Well, I don't know. Took a piece of him with me, like <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> or know. maybe like like maybe he'll talk about how like the stick is like part of an organ from the sarlacc or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would like to see because it's just kind of like you set this up as you're gonna slowly digest inside this pit for the next wow what is it a thousand years or something like that yeah i think you know he's just just out with a few scars on his face and it's like okay i I need a story i need something (laughs) help me out man (laughs) let's make some marshmallows some graham crackers and tell me this story (laughs) i gotta find out (laughs) yeah yeah it's i don't know what to expect on that show i don't really know what to. there's a few other ones that um um, what is it, the acolyte that they mentioned? I know nothing. I, have no I, idea. I don't know anything about that. And so it's it's kind of exciting though to have them finally explore stuff outside of that main Skywalker saga. Yeah. Same with um with Andor, right? Because I don't I know that Andor is a is he's a character in in um he's the guy from Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. Yeah, which I which I will confess uh, to all the fans that I've only seen one time in theaters and didn't care for it, <laughs> but. <laughs> I can't believe that, man. That I really can't. I know, I know. Um, I trust me. I'll watch it again, uh, definitely before Andor, so I can get get a grip on his character before the show. I think that's the show I'm the least looking forward to, honestly. There's, there's one. Is that the? There's one more that's animated, right? I think there's a three PO R two show. That's Maybe. okay. That that's got to be the one, right? Because Andor, Andor, and Acolyte both are. Live, live action. action yeah okay that's got to be the one then well they're doing a few i'm gonna look at the, i'm gonna see if i can look that up what shows sure star wars because i think we've mentioned all the ones that i can think of uh i know that is it is i think it's just called droids right the one that you're looking at that's right that's right all right i think i should have a so it, is it 3po and r2 i i guess i was i didn't know that let's see here so the, this this list that i just found obi-wan Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett. There's Rangers of the New Republic, which I think is supposed to be um, during the same timeline as Mandalorian. There's Andor. Oh, okay. There's Bad Batch, obviously. Um, Visions, which I think is another. Yeah, it's ten animated short films that take okay. place in the universe. Okay. Uh, oh, Lando show. I forgot about Lando. I didn't know that. I don't know. Acolyte, and then a droid story. Is Lando going to be uh, Donald Glover? It doesn't say. Okay. It doesn't say if it's him or Billy D. but um, man, Donald Glover, when he popped up in Solo, he I was, was good. Like, man, that's a spot. I thought I was listening to Billy D. Williams. He did a really, really good job. He did his homework, man. That was as good of a casting of an already existing character that it's supposed to just be a younger version and not like a recast like that I've ever yeah. seen. That was incredible. I think, I think, you know, while we're, I guess while we're on the subject, um, I'm not, you know, crazy head over heels for uh, the Han Solo actor. I don't even know his name. Um, I think that he did fine. I don't think that he was a great Han Solo. I don't think that he, I don't think that him being a, a, an, an okay Han Solo took anything away from the movie though. I think the movie was solid. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, when I watched it, I didn't feel like, oh, yeah, this is Han Solo, but it was, he, he looked enough like him, I thought, like, uh, what you would expect a younger version of him to look like, as good as possible, I suppose, but he's a good actor, I mean, it, he, I think he did a good job as, as a lead in a movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but, I, like, I don't, I don't feel any, like, he doesn't give off Han Solo vibes in his mannerisms or his tone cadence, the way he talks, like, I, 
I just didn't really feel a, a Han Solo vibe from him. And maybe that's just because, you know, it's Harrison Ford and he's kind of irreplaceable, but it's his own thing. Right. I agree. Especially when in the same movie, you have someone that pulled off Billy D. Williams so well. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you have, you, okay, you got Lando, right. For a guy that's in the movie, maybe 30 minutes, but you mm-hmm. couldn't get like the main character. I don't know. It would, I feel like if, if he would have been more of on Solo, it probably would have even been a stronger movie. I don't know. There's nothing else really wrong with it. I think it, it does a good job. I really like the yeah. tone of it. Um, I think getting to see more Empire stuff is a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, Paul Bettany popping up as your sort of lead villain. That was cool, too. He was very good, too. Was, yeah. Very intense, you know? Yes. Yeah. He. I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I don't know how much I can really talk on it, but it was... Uh, I thought it was a good performance. I really like Paul Bettany, especially. Yeah, there. I, I just honestly, I haven't seen it in in, in years either. But um, I, I remember distinctly that there are two or three scenes where he screams at the top of, like, he screams at people, and he looks intense when he does it. Yeah, yeah. He Paul really Bettany's a, a good actor. He really is, and I don't know much more that he's in, but um, I'm 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 glad that it seems that he's not completely gone in uh, in the MCU. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, what do you say? Do you want to uh, do you want to wrap up here, or do you think we should switch gears and and talk a little Marvel before we do? I think we can wrap up. I think um, I think we've we we've this is supposed to be a quasi Star Wars, quasi Marvel podcast. We've only done Marvel so far. So yeah. Let's just keep this one solo, Star Wars, no pun intended, and. Um, <laughs> We'll be back with Marvel content sometime in June uh, with Loki, yeah. but let's let's keep this one in Star Wars. Let's cut it here, and then we can just come back next week with uh, with Bad Batch. Cool. All right. Sounds good. So, all right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in. I know this wasn't exactly the type of podcast we normally do, but I had a lot of fun. It's great to share my love for Star Wars with another fellow Star Wars fan and get to learn a little bit about us as well, too. So, um, appreciate you guys for tuning in. And Jack, any other final thoughts? Um, just like always, you can follow us on Instagram, StreamCatchersPod, or on Twitter at Stream underscore Catchers. You know, we're on all the all the the podcast streaming platforms and and YouTube. Look us up and uh, DM us your thoughts. We want to we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, yeah, we are available. Apple, Spotify, Google, um, Anchor is our sort of main hub for podcasting. So catch us anywhere. But you should be able to find us on any, on any platform. YouTube's great as well. Um, you know, if, if you want to leave some comments on the YouTube channel, give us your thoughts on uh, what you're looking forward to in the Bad Batch or some of your favorite Star Wars memories, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll give you a shout out as well. So um, until next time, we'll catch you next week with our review of the Bad Batch. Yeah, and I don't know if that'll be on. Uh, I don't know when we'll have time to do that. I guess we haven't really talked about it. We'll probably record Wednesday or Thursday, hopefully, if you have some time. Yeah, I figured that was kind of going to be the thing. We Because we I think we had talked briefly about should we do both of them? Because... For those that don't know, Bad Batch episode one is coming out on Tuesday, and then episode two is going to come out Friday, and it should be weekly right. Friday from there. So it kind of puts a weird strain on our podcast, not strain, but mixes. we're going to have to get a little creative on how we record next week. So I think we can do uh, Wednesday, Thursday next week. I have no problem with that. Very cool. Awesome. So. Well, we're, we're excited to talk to you guys again. And uh, until next time, we'll catch you later. Keep on keeping on.